0: My name is Zach Weiner. I am an author uh, and a teacher. My debut novel, What We Never Had, is out on Rare Bird Books right now. Uh, Get it wherever fine books are sold. Uh, And I'm speaking today with my old friend, Alex Medlansky, owner of uh, Stories Books and Cafe in Echo Park in Los Angeles. Uh, Alex and I go... Back to middle school, um, and Alex not only my friend and owner of a bookstore, but also uh, the connective tissue between myself and publisher Tyson Cornell, so very much the reason why this book was put out into the world. Alex, how you doing? I'm pretty good. Thanks for asking. Good. <laughs> how are you? All right. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Doing well. been on baby duty all morning how's little dash he's very fat uh and happy he's a happy kid well stop feeding the baby well uh he's it's tough he's pretty insatiable um so, yeah, we, we, he's got to learn, best. he's got to learn deprivation sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe, maybe after he's one or something, we'll teach him that one. Okay. Um, spoil first, him for one year. First 12 months, we'll spoil him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, I was thinking about some of the things I might want to talk about with you today. And the first thing that occurred to me was, um, it's just funny to me that a phone conversation, uh, between us is, is, uh, being taped for posterity because I feel like, uh, our friendship was sort of forged on the telephone. I mean, not that we didn't hang out at school and on the weekends at your house, but like in as middle schoolers becoming friends, uh, like so much of our, of, of those like initial hours of bonding were spent with you on your swatch phone and, uh, me and my, <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. Were I was, we, we lucky we to be
1: a pre Facebook people? We were. It yeah. was really our, it was our That's only option. Way. We had to actually, um speak live to each other with, with no chance to edit our thoughts. I,
0: and I remember, I remember those conversations going like spanning many hours. Sometimes I, I I remember even like watching episodes of married with children or something while I was on the phone with you. Um, and, uh, but I know. I, I don't. I don't know where in the capacity me,
1: for prolific phone calls went because I, I I can't spend more than five minutes on a phone call now without without feeling like uh, the walls are
0: closing in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I don't. I'm just curious. I have no idea. I mean, I work with teenagers now, so I know. So I know what they. Talk about mostly. I see the non verbal communication between them, and I'm wondering, like, what did we talk about for that many hours? Do you have any recollection?
1: Um, honestly, I don't. I mean, I can make assumptions, and that most likely like would be that complimentary girls. to either of us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know heavy metal and chicks,
0: yeah, yeah, I guess that was it. Women in metal <laughs> that was it. women, women and metal. metal
1: and pain
0: mm-hmm. for sure, all right, well, let's talk about uh life life now um I am curious to hear about your bookstore a little bit, uh. I always enjoy spending time in there every time I come home and it seems like I'm not alone there. It seems like you're kind of thriving. Maybe that's just my perception, but I, uh, you all seem busy. People seem, it's definitely like a neighborhood hangout. And I was wondering, uh, what you think it takes to make a bookstore thrive in this day and age?
1: Oh, well, I can tell you what makes us thrive. That'll work. Um <clears throat> I
0: don't know, it's
1: it's it's important to be of the community and and um represent the interests and the needs.
0: Do you think you reflect the interests and needs or do you, do, you uh, do do a little bit of also um guiding those interests as well. And do you see it as like a curator of fiction? Is it partly your job to to kind of, uh, anticipate yeah. what you're,
1: what, yeah. Well, I mean, what I was going to say is, is I, I think it's essential to be like an organic outgrowth of the community you exist in, which we all are there. So my interest mm-hmm. is, is, is pretty, pretty, uh, a consequence of and in line with the environment I come out of, which is where the store is. So okay. I mean, that's that's a huge advantage and yeah, I mean I I'm very selfish in the curation. It's a lot of what given all the time in the world I would like to read, what I think people should read yeah. with, you know, some real a minimal amount of uh, just capitalist necessity thrown in, you know, guaranteed <laughs> sellers that I wouldn't necessarily stand behind. But I think a far majority of our stock is is things I truly believe are worthwhile in one way or another. And I, I think other people seem to agree. And that's the benefit of coming out of the community we exist in.
0: Yeah, I was gonna get into this later, but you just said what people should read, so I gotta follow up by asking you like what not not necessarily an, a specific author or genre or anything, but what what do you think people should be reading right now?
1: Um, I mean that's obviously very subjective and I feel very strongly about what people should be reading, but Mm -hmm. anything of either lasting value, real purient, immediate, uh, engaging enjoyment, or hopefully even to like the most minimal degree, something somewhat transformational. I mean, like my old boss at the first bookstore I worked at had a little uh, quote printed out above her desk, which I saw every day, which said books change people and people change the world. And that was, that was always kind of a guiding philosophy to my mind now because it's true and as uh, cynical as I can get about about the fate of our species, I do believe incremental and small changes are achieved through quality books.
0: Yeah, that was perhaps the most hopeful thing I've ever heard you say. It was pretty cool. I
1: like it. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't have some measure of hope. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah no i well i could see it going either way i mean it's uh you could have a hope for the species or you could exist like stubbornly amongst the things that you just believe have value um and you know would like people to read but uh yeah i mean there's also just the
1: escapist quality of good literature which I'm a, I'm a i'm a huge proponent of
0: yeah yeah does your uh your bookstore does it serve as a uh, your own personal library then are you kind of buddhist with your own books and i i, I feel like you kind of uh i might be wrong about this but i don't I don't think of your place as cluttered with possessions. Um, Maybe, maybe more so than I remember though. Uh, Do you keep a lot of books around or does your store kind of serve as an extension of your your own bookshelf at this point?
1: No, I have a lot of books. And since I'm moving soon, I've been looking at them every day. uh, You know, imagining the boxing and the lifting of them all. It's the most dissuasive part about moving is the books. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, then what's on, uh, do you feel like getting rid of part of them or of some, of some portion of them or do you feel too connected? You have to kind of have them around. Um, I, you know, every, every few,
1: now every few years I go through a culling, and I just did one like a year ago. So I don't, I don't think I'm ready for another yet. Yeah,
0: that's good. I haven't been able to do that really in years, my, and my wife is kind of the same way. So we just the stacks are starting to I don't know. Especially with the with the boys starting to crawl, it's going to be very necessary to purge it sometime soon.
1: Oh, Dash
0: Dash versus Books. <laughs> um what do you uh on your shelf at home right now? What do you what do you look at when you go home?
1: Well at the moment I'm in the middle of uh, Don Quixote for the first time. Edith Grossman translation, which is pretty incredible. Uh. Um, and and then I just went to New York and I bought a bunch of stuff there so it was a stack of things I'm excited to get into this David Markson book I'd never seen before one of his earlier genre books Um, Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's what's happening at the moment
0: yeah all right. I also got a really um, great
1: copy of. Well, go for it.
0: No, what what else did you get a really great copy of? Go go on with your your description. There. Oh
1: no, it was it was a book of the short French film The Red Balloon, which I think was a very formative watching experience as a child. So it was, just, it was just like a kid's... It was just a, a retelling of the film in a book I got at a thrift store in Odeana, New York.
0: Hmm. Nostalgic or more more than that?
1: Nostalgic. Nostalgic, which implies pain. <laughs> Sweet pain. The sweet pain. I don't know. Well, no, nostos is memory, and aljo is pain. So it's just the pain of memory.
0: I okay, yeah, that may be the correct direct translation. I thought that a looser (laughs) uh, that it was. (laughs) I thought it was the sweet pain caused by the desire to return home. But, um, I think you're right on just a word, yeah, the word
1: sure. translation, yeah, but no i think yeah, I mean I think that's how we interpret it, which is fair enough yeah. because it's it's it is it is a sweet, bitter, sweet sensation, nostalgia,
0: do you get bitten by that bug frequently? I don't think of you as the most nostalgic guy, but do you uh, do you have bouts
1: no yeah, i have I have moments. I like it when I when I saw the Red Balloon book. I didn't realize I was, you know, I I I didn't anticipate the sensations it would bring up, but it did, and I bought it, and I'm happy I did.
0: Nice. What kind of books? Uh, tell me what kind of books do you want to see published right now, and what do you think the world needs more of or less of? Well, you know. <clears throat>
1: I mean, I'm in a i think a privileged position ordering books for a small small store, meaning there's definitely no shortage of quality great books available coming out all the time um, I mean, I would like to see more novels dealing with uh our very digital reality today. I don't know if that book's been written yet. Um, that's what I'm really looking forward to. You know, the the book that can really define or elucidate our texting, Facebook world we live in. Because when I read a contemporary novel now, and there's no mention of texting or social media, I feel like it's cheating. Yeah. So that's what yeah, it was I want Yeah, I agree. Anyway. I think
0: it's. I mean, I, I've kind of uh, I, I I set some of my stuff back a few years in order to to get away with not do with not including it, but in the newest thing that I'm working on, it's definitely a part. Um,
1: yeah, I feel like a lot of the novels I've read, like contemporary novels. Sorry. Go ahead. I feel like a lot of the Contemporary recently released novels I've read in the last few years have either placed itself in a time before social media or give given very cursory place in the lives of the characters, which is frustrating.
0: Have you have you? Re- I'll give him a shout out now because he's got a blurb on the cover of my book. But uh, have you read uh, Joshua Moore's All This Life?
1: No, I haven't.
0: I think uh I think you'll find that engagement with technology that you're seeking and the reflection in today's society. It's very present and I think pretty gracefully done. I'll check it out, yeah um, cool, yeah, I was reading a, there was another book that I wanted to talk about just because i I just got it last week. Um, and picked it up the other day, it was uh, Peter Orner's new book, Am I Alone Here?, which is a, a memoir, uh, really the memoir of a reader, with each chapter centered around a transformative reading experience, and then um, just the, you know, kind of going off on a tangent from there, it might, he might relate it back to his life, or he might just engage with the text more directly, but it's a it's a very. It seems a wholly original kind of work. I haven't I haven't read anything like it, but I think it would potentially delight you. Hmm. I'll check it out.
1: Is it? Did you ever read Books of My Life, the Henry Miller one?
0: No, I never did. That was,
1: I think that was that was the book that introduced me to Celine and Blaise and Drar for the first time, both of which were very. Hmm uh important to me but it was it's a similar thing you know talking just the books and the authors that made him who he is but yeah. what was the who who is the author oh, of am i alone here
0: peter orner He's uh okay. i'll check it out he's a big he's a big deal up here in northern california i'm not sure if he's got the national spotlight as i don't i'm just not sort of not aware all the time of uh
1: of yeah
0: what's happening right now, you know, who's got the most currency in the literary world, but uh he's a he's a force. Um and I especially appreciate it because a lot of it is uh short fiction as well. And I think uh, going circling back to some of the stories that I would like to see published more right now. Um I I I still I can't quite figure out why My collections of short fiction haven't um, been rediscovered in a larger way. I don't know if you're seeing many new collections come into the store or not.
1: Well, there's the Joy Williams. I don't know how much of that was contemporary. I know Otessa Moshfag has a collection of stories coming out soon. I just know that they don't sell very well historically. So I'm sure there's reluctance Practical reluctance i yeah. i i I don't know for sure, but I have a feeling that like you know literary journals aren't aren't quite as uh embraced as they once were, and I think that's where a lot of stories would pick up steam
0: short story authors, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I see. I know a few stores in the Bay Area that that seem to have a good selection of journals, but really, it's it's just a select few. Most of that has moved online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could you? uh have got a little bit of time left here. I was wondering if you could talk about music a little bit. Wondering if you're still playing. If it's been uh, sort of relegated to a hobby, I know this was like a real driving force in your life for a long time.
1: No, I still play, just not for uh, people.
0: Good. Tell me, um, in the wake of the Dylan Nobel Prize, uh, do you uh, what relationship would you say songwriting has to literature, if any? Yeah.
1: I think it's a perfectly valid form of literature. It's just rarely achieved as such i mean there's 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 a few songwriters that I think in by any definition qualify as genuine otherworldly literature. Uh, I had no problem with Bob Dylan getting the Nobel Prize. Though I did hear Love Minus Zero on the radio and man, some of the lyrics in that song just are make no sense or are near near um, stupid.
0: <laughs> no, I'm 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 with you. I think anybody that I, certainly there's a long tradition of uh passing down story in different ways that predates the novel. and we don't need to narrowly define the, what literature is. Yeah, I mean well the Odyssey was
1: sung in its original form, wasn't
0: it? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. People people making words will always have the capacity to become literature that will affect people emotionally. I agree, I, mean, I think. Abraham uh, Lincoln's speeches the were objections. literature. Some of Obama's speeches are literature.
0: Yeah, I I, I think uh, I think the objections would I you know I sort of get it. I think it comes from a place of um, you know, literature is fear that literature and maybe um, a, not a warranted an unwarranted fear, but uh, that literature is in the decline and we need to do whatever we can to save it and we need to prop up voices that are making. Uh, books as opposed to a a lyricist who had his heyday uh, in the past. But, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that that every generation.
1: Yeah, I think every generation in human history has has professed a decline in the standards of, of art and literature
0: do you think they're right? Do you think we're on a downward trajectory? No. No, I should. I I um I agree certainly. Uh. Although I I do lament at times for I I have to admit that I lament at times for the um for the state of of uh of 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 passion in people. I just I see uh and I 'cause because I think that's where any great art is going to come out of. And it has to be just passion, which will encourage sustained attention and focus. And, and um, I'm not sure that that's not on the decline. And that's, what's got me a little worried uh, that makes, you know, connects me to all those other generations that, that were terrified about um, the decay of oh, society.
1: I, I think, people remain people and there's always going to be those that have a natural passion to create or do something. And I think it's, it's proportionately probably remains consistent among us as people. Maybe it's just manifested in different ways. Maybe it's, it's just, it's it's harder to recognize because the only way to, um, the only way to, Put that into action is to get together, but now we have so many resources, where we become very insular and self-sufficient in our passions. It's it's more um, I don't know, individualized. It's not it's not a, the mercy Dude. of of a group of people finding the right group of people, which maybe will like negate. The possibility of creating something like, you know, a new Bauhaus or a new surrealist movement, but I don't know. It'll be different is all, but the amount of creation will remain consistent.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well that's pretty uh that's pretty profound, I think. Um <coughs> Do you think that then the creation will have less universality to it? As well, I mean, will, will we be will we still be able to connect? Uh, will will art still you know a good piece of art still resonate uh, with with lots of different people, or are they going to be consumed by the cult of self? Well, I mean, what
1: Kurt Vonnegut said is the secret to universality is provincialism. So you know, provincialism, very narrow. Yeah, telling our stories from a very narrow perspective, from our own very personal, subjective experiences, is what um, helps people relate. Is the is the universality, is the individual experience? Because no matter how obscure or out of the norm you feel your emotional or physical existence is we all more or less share ninety nine percent of that psychic DNA and there's something to relate to in all of everyone else's experience one way or another.
0: Amen. I think uh it's it's approaching a time where I gotta leave so I think we gotta wrap up. But uh I could uh I could spend a lot longer here. But um I'm gonna have to to sign off instead. Okay. Well, Alex, thank Uh, you so much uh, for coming on Rare Bird Radio with me. Uh, I want to remind anybody listening to go check out Alex at his bookstore. Stories, Books and Cafe, uh, a wonderful neighborhood place. Um, And uh, check out my book, What We Never Had, on Rare Bird Books right now.